Megan. And we're so Kelly. And Megan. And Megan. Hey guys, and welcome back to We Know How to Read. My name's Natalie. I'm Megan. And welcome to Night Five. Welcome, welcome, Night Five. Ooh. Thirteen uh, nights of Halloween. Yes, Thirteen nights. Oh, um, last time was a little bit better than last week. Yeah. I um, think in general, this this episode as well will be yes. more chill. Yeah. More chill I think so too. Um, we're doing what? India, Pakistan, and Nepal. Yep. Yep. Woo! <laughs> Look at me go. All right. And we're going to start off with uh, India today. India, yeah. We are starting off with the um, Rakshusa. Rakshusa um, is the pronunciation that I found online. Um, I've seen so, two. Yeah. I've seen Rakshasha. Yeah. Yeah. And Rakshasa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're trying our best. We're trying our best. It is in Sanskrit, uh, but theirs are specifically from Hindu mythology. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They are a, I say they. Okay. They male and female versions of this demon. Oh, okay, yes. okay. I love when we have- uh, Love that. Yes. So they are either considered a demon or a goblin. I prefer demons over goblins. For some reason, goblins really- Goblins just give me the ick. Right? Do you ever think about the Goblin King and the Hobbit? Like, yeah, I can't handle it. I, I honestly will skip past that scene because it gives me such an ick. Right? Like, I, uh, the Goblin King, I'm just, uh, and then like how he's killed. Uh. Yeah, nope, nope. I don't know if it's like just the way the CGI was done. He looks like a giant boil. Yeah, and I just can't do it. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I can't do it. So, on a completely related yes. note, yes. these, on the other hand, are shapeshifters. Oh. Yes, shapeshifters are the most okay. ones. They can shapeshift at will, as appear as animals, monsters, um, anything in between, a beautiful woman, but that's only if they are a female demon. Oh, okay. Male demons can't disguise themselves like Zeus as a woman. <laughs> Okay. Right? Unfortunate. All right. Uh, they are most yeah. powerful in the evenings, particularly during the dark period of the new moon. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Usually everything is the full moon. Yes. So I like the new moon. That is ter- more terrifying because you yep. can't see it. No. There's less light. It's coming for Okay. You. Yeah. Um, but they can be dispelled by the rising sun, which is kind of getting mm. vampire. Yeah, um, it is. They essentially detest uh sacrifices and prayers most powerful among them is their king Ooh, okay they have a we might have to go on a little a government here <laughs> um their king the tin-headed ravana okay and the putana a female demon is well known for her attempt to kill the infant krishna by offering him milk from her poison breast she was however oh sucked to death by the god i don't know if that like he like sucked her essence out of her seat like maybe that's what i mean was. that'd be very on par with mythology it would be it'd be very on par i i think we're gonna have to take a little moment to uh learn more about the ten-headed god yes um, i think so too before we get that far they are 
equally evil or even more akin to yakshasas, which are nature spirits. Which I oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, while others are similar to Ashuras, the traditional opponents of the gods. Their mm -hmm. term rakshasha, 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 I don't know. However, generally applies to those demons who hunt in cemeteries and eat the flesh of men and drink the milk of cows dry as if by magic. Imagine finding husks of cows. Just... Like, you because... know, when Ursula's... Um... But, but when you milk a cow dry, are they, like... Pet I don't know. I'm um, like... like, actual the cow's milk? I, yeah, they Because then the it wouldn't be a husk, but if it's the blood of the cow, then it'd be a husk. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of the blood, and it says milk, so, yes, milk. Um, They are constantly painted there are many paintings of them mm -hmm. uh, the canyons of sculptures in instruct the artist to carve them with a terrifying appearance complete with fearful side tusks ugly eyes uh curling awkward brows and carrying a variety of horrible weapons oh wait so on top of everything they have weapons yes so they lovely. are a demon with weapons um, lovely lovely the the king, the ten-headed king of Zeus. Yes. I wanted to know this. Let's see. Um, his abduction of Sita and eventual defeat by her husband, mm -hmm. Rama, are the essential... Oh, yeah, this is from um, the... My sister was just... Sent me something about this. Um, wow. Oh, it's a very popular epic. It's a very famous like epic poem. romance of Rama. Rama's yes. Journey? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the exact name of it, but um, yes, I have um, read parts of it before. He has ten heads and twenty arms. Okay. And he can fly. All right. In the sculpture, a favorite um, Shiva stopped him by pressing the mountain down on his toe, keeping him imprisoned beneath it for a thousand years. That sounds like impressive. oh my goodness. Uh -huh. Notable examples of this representation can be seen in many different areas around the world, specifically, obviously, in India. Mm -hmm. The glorification of Ravana is not unknown. In modern times, groups who oppose what they believe in to be the political domination of southern India by the north view the story of Rama as an example mm. of cultural repression of the south and express their sympathies for Ravana and empathy towards Rama. Or empathy. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like considering he is the king of demons. Mm -hmm. and, mm, this is this is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. I learned some new stuff today. <laughs> but yeah, so not terribly like inherently. I mean, besides the fact that they the they um stalk cemeteries and like eat your flesh. Right. Beyond that. Oh, and they have, they have weapons. But the, of course, the, I think the lore is so much more interesting. Like you said about the new moon and like mm -hmm. the times of day. That, like it's much more interesting than some of the other yeah, it stories is. that we've read mm -hmm. um, here on the podcast this past few times. Yeah, I do think it's really cool because it's just, I understand the appeal of the full moon because like you could see everything and like mm -hmm. the full effect of the moon, but it is way more terrifying if it's yeah. the when there is no moon, nope. which is what the new moon is, well, you can't see it. And like, 
it's so much darker out. Like that is a creepier time for me uh-huh. than the actual new, uh, full moon. Uh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. And um, we're on segue over to Pakistan. Yeah. Yes. So I guess one of the things we probably should have said at the beginning of this is unfortunately in the uh, lack of time. Yes. And uh, resources are not vast. I would say this, some of the, the information for this episode was the hardest to find. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. This one was difficult to find. I mean, in general for all mm-hmm. three, I mean, besides the last yeah. one, but like there, it's like, there's not a lot of translated. Or, right. Um, I would say accredited. Okay. <laughs> information that, um, you can, that I would trust. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff felt very like somebody's blog post where they just read something yeah how much and um not that we are the facts of the facts but we are talking about monsters other cultures from other cultures and i want to make sure we do it right yeah absolutely you know uh this is a lighter episode night five is a little light um mainly because of the hard to come by information Mm -hmm. um but yes let's get what i'm gonna um you know, I told you I wasn't going to surprise you with anything. Oh, God. But I, I, I am. The last surprise was not a good surprise. We'll see. You get... Okay. Let's, let's dive in. Excellent. I love this. So this next one is um the, the Azdar, A-Z-H-D-A-A-R. This one was the most difficult to find information on out of this one and the Rakshusha. Um, but I could not find a pronunciation of this anywhere. Um, so if that is incorrect, I do apologize. Let us know what the correct one is. Um, but the best I can guess is the Ajdar or the Azdar or the Ajdar. Yes. Um, I, that sounds right to me. They also have another name that's not just that, um, but the people of the mm, Chitral, Chitral, C H I T R A L. Okay. Chitral. Um, associate these as a dragon-like form. It is definitely okay. a amalgamation of Eastern and Western lore. Which, if you think about where Pakistan is, mm-hmm. it's very central. Um, it has appearances from dragons from the west and the east but they are definitely different they have okay <laughs> they have the same like long slender body that you would associate mm-hmm. with uh chinese or asian dragons but they oh. have legs like the like like oh like interesting um, yeah i really don't like them they kind of give me like bug legs so, oh, okay. But the the Azadar are the dominant form of dragons because apparently they have lesser dragons as well. Okay. They are a large serpentine-like being, wings of a rap uh, with the wings of a raptor, the mouth of a fish, and the golden mane akin to that of a lion. Oh, interesting. Yes. Now this is this is where I don't uh, understand. I don't know if this is a translation issue. Okay. Or a uh, dictation issue. They can okay. inhale fire. Oh. I don't know what that means. 
So it like, makes me think of, um, <sighs> we're going to get a little niche here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the anime fairy tale. Um, oh, yes. Natsu can breathe in the fire yes. and like eat it essentially. He, you know, he, they talk about him eating the fire. I'm sorry. I'm trying to wrangle a kitten who a does not want to be wrangled. Um, oh, right. God, so funny. I imagine it's something like that where you like, he's the they suck it in and yeah. get all of the if that is the correct translation um yeah so that makes sense and can easily swallow a man if they wanted to now oh gosh many warriors and tribesmen speak of encountering encountering them mm-hmm. there isn't much known of, about them apart from them hoarding treasure and being very smog like guarding it right um, as dragons do and then old warriors you know tell the tales of the slaying the dragon <laughs> but there's a specific way mm-hmm. you have to hold your blade above your head okay the tip with one hand and the hilt with the other does that make sense oh okay you know what i have a demonstration oh yes please demonstrate for the ones who can't watch what is happening this is not planned at all okay so you have one hand on the hilt i just happen to have this sword (laughs) that's hilarious so one hand on the hilt one hand on the tip oh okay so like you're you're doing a barbell yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and you hold it above your head tip in one hand hilt with the other and the beast Mm -hmm. dives in to eat you head first your sword would pe- pierce the soft insides of the mouth, killing it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Which, um, I'm going to tell you about this later. Yes, please do. Because that's I the know. first I've seen of it. I know. I and I want one. I meant to tell you about it the other day. Because <laughs> this is a new thing? Yeah, this is a new thing. I, this is okay. my surprise that I was going to tell you about last episode. And you didn't. Did and I forgot. <laughs> and I literally put it there for a reason. Oh, that's funny. And I'm going to put it back. Okay. Handy prop. Yeah. You guys are going to have to pop for the, the For the podcast that, yeah. you know, you can't watch you guys yet. don't follow us on Instagram yet. You really need to because. Because there's a lot of. Uh, aids, the yeah. Props, the props. <laughs> but yes, um, they, it's, it's very interesting. Now there's actually another type of it. So they are the land dragons. There are aquatic versions of oh, them okay. as well, but they go by a different name and they live in the mm-hmm. lakes and larger bodies of water but um <laughs> i'm gonna keep on scrolling down because i have some more creepies to share with no. you i have two more creepies from pakistan okay um, because well does it involve disembodiment just separating you know one part of the body from the other part of the body excellent it does not fantastic uh we are going to talk about uh, the brangzani okay b-r-z-a-n-g-i it is the most mysterious and malevolent of the group of giants it is a giant oh that's cool and it is equated to demons so a giant Mm -hmm. demon this Excellent. thing looks horrific. It's like if Salvador Dali painted a cat and a camel into one body. It arrives to feast on humans during the periods of extreme rainfall and hailstorms. So oh, this, God. This giant cat, camel, demon 
mm-hmm. appears during hailstorms and rainfall. It names as if you didn't have enough problems already, right? Um, its name is derived from two different Persian words meaning high and dark. Okay, hence its name quite literally meaning dark giants. Okay. It lives in desolate and remote areas and is said to be quite light on its feet. So you won't oh, hear it coming. No. But I don't know how. That's the one thing about giants that so, like, is like okay, at least I'll hear it coming. It attacks during heavy rainfall and hailstorms, so it's not like you would be able to hear it in general, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but well, when there true. are hailstorms here in the United States, it's giving like twilight thunder. Yeah, it's giving twilight baseball. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that it could devour a man with such ferocity that not even a drop would fall into the ground before it moves on its human's prey. First. According to wise old warriors, the only way to slay the giant is by decapitation. This is quite unlikely as it regenerates its head seven times before dying. I wish you could see this picture. It's really creepy. Okay. 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 So we have our, yeah. Um, <laughs> Great. Got us a giant Hydra situation going on. Except they have one head. Right. But it keeps regrowing seven times. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have one. I have, I have, um, <laughs> I have one more. Okay. Um, it is very much so. We've been focusing very vampire heavy. We're yes. Twist. Ooh. Oh, little, little werewolf. Very, little okay, werewolf. we haven't really had that. Oh no, no. I mean, I wouldn't say it's explicitly associated with werewolf, but it's right. Giving werewolf. Okay. Um, okay. The Halamoxi, Halamoxi, is a demonic hound that occupies a, pos- a position of sheer notoriety in the culture, in the mythology, and associated with the heavens, as evident by mm-hmm. its name, meaning thunder. It okay. resembles a large wolf the size of a horse. Oh. That's big, guys. That is big. Its fur is dark red. Okay. And it explicitly talks about having long, like, lengthy limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Large, yeah, it's starting to get creepy. A long, yeah, that's a no for me. Long muzzle. And it is most oftenly appears where either a child has been bored, born or this one, if a corpse just washes up ashore. Oh, God. So, like, if a corpse just kind of, like, appears, they might they might come. Night okay. place should be abandoned for seven days and nights. Rounds of uh, different ca- uh, chanting and rituals should be conducted around the corpse or lullaby sung to the newborn because people are were more cautious about newborns since they could these werewolf-like beasts they, they don't mm-hmm. have like a human form right Palamasi could physically harm them and that is why babies were never abandoned for a moment but oh. if, um, if an extreme need rose a weapon of iron would be placed under the newborn's pillow for protection oh okay I thought that was rather interesting. That is interesting. The, the wolf-like creature. Mm-hmm. Be, I already mentioned like the how crazy it is. It spews fire. What? 
So on top of all of this, it also spews fire. It's the size of a horse. Okay. It's dark red. Okay. It'll appear and eat you uh, if a corpse washes ashore or a newborn is born to your village. Okay. Um, and it spews fire. And seeing one is obviously considered a bad omen. I wonder why. Yeah. If you ever witness one, they are nocturnal. Okay. Um, and only appears Just don't on go out at night. Occasions, such right. as, like I said, the corpse or the mm-hmm. corpse. Um, while thought to be demonic and symbolic, uh, synonymous with heaven, it doesn't actually like people have to recite the Quran a lot to keep it at okay. Bed. Okay. Um, which is really interesting. I also like wanted to know why iron. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, also, apparently, they're supposed to embody the uh, embodiment of lightning strikes and appear abruptly and then disappear. Oh, I don't like that. With it, yeah, right. <laughs> That's a no for me. Yes. Um, they. It's so interesting. Ew. According to local local um locals. To this day, many truck and jeep drivers from the remote villages have claimed to see the this giant wolf alongside their vehicles at night just before experiencing harrowing, harrowing accidents. Nope, that's a, nope. Mm-mm. Can you mm-mm. imagine seeing a horse-sized wolf with red fur spewing fire that appears like lightning? No, thank you. In the middle of the night. While you're driving. Uh-huh. Nope. That's I a would no crash for me. my car if I saw it. Uh-huh. That. Well, a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Mm. No. Oh, no. I, it's, it's reminding me of, um, Natsu. Like his, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, fox. And no, it's not a, it's not a wolf. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I wanted to expand a little more since our our stories from Pakistan and India are a lot smaller, and I know there's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of culture and a lot of oh yeah, oh yeah, that you can dive into. But mm-hmm. um, we're really going for the creepy and the crawly, yes, yes, of the uh, benevolent, <laughs> uh, god. yeah, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna dive into our uh last last one for today um this one comes from nepal and um really need to help natalie with this pronunciation oh yeah uh the uh the yeti the yeti which is an iconic yes super iconic now one of our goals for this podcast this season was um i'm being attacked by my own critter Okay. Your own demon? He's being a butt face right now for this one. It is not not fun. Um, okay. He's stealing my socks is what's happening. <laughs> and I'm trying to grab him, but he's right there where I can't. Ooh, I heard that. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he ran off to. Okay. Um, so anyway. We're trying to really choose ones that are not super common in just 
that everyone has heard of. Now, obviously, this one, you just about everyone has heard of the Yeti. Yeah. Um, so there are some things we're gonna hit that you know it's like, oh yeah, that one, I know that one. Um, but most of them we are trying for yeah, a bit more of the obscure ones. Oh, for sure. And that's another reason why we're doing global. Yes. Um, because I feel like so much of the mythology is focused so tightly on Europe. Mm-hmm. We wanted to really expand our 13 nights of Halloween yes. to international. Exactly. Um, but the Yeti is one of those monsters that it's like one of the greats. It's it's right up there with the werewolf and the vampire. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, another name for him is Bigfoot, and he would be exactly Frankenstein. Like I feel like all like the Yeti's right up there, and mm-hmm. they say that he inhabits the Himalayan mountain range. That he is an ape-like creature. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many other names for him. I'm gonna run through a few: the Abominable Snowman, the mm-hmm. Skunk Ape, the Yiren, the Yowie, Bigfoot, the Almas, the Bamarano. The Bashtuan, the Kibangon, the Mandi Barung. Forgive me. Why am I the one pronouncing I don't know. You should have sent this to me. <laughs> that wasn't the plan I'm doing this. I really decided, yes, this is what I'm going to do with my time. <laughs> but so the folklore traces the origin of Yeti to a combination of factors, including the Sherpa folklore and the misidentification of potentially a bear or yak. Now, right. I like to believe that these creatures, well, I don't want to say all, you know what? I'm not putting that into the world. <laughs> I like certain. <laughs> Do not put that into the universe. <laughs> we don't need to test that. We still, as of right now, with y'all listening, we're fine. But as of right now, we still have three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Don't go into a bathroom stall or get on a train. Um, but the description of the Yeti, if you are unfamiliar or I don't know how, because even Scooby-Doo fought the Yeti. Yes. Even Brandon Fraser fought the Yeti and the Mummy. The uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the yes. original claymation had the, the Bumbles bounce. Yes, yes. The yes. Abominable, ab- I can't say that word. Snowman. Abominable snowman. Yeah, I struggle with that word. Often described as large bipedal ape-like creature that is covered with brown, gray, or white hair. Uh, It is sometimes depicted on having large, like fang, underbite, like Mm -hmm. looks. Um, I picture the yeti white. I think big. Yes, I think. Yeah, like wherever you are, dictate. Well, it makes sense if he's in the Himalayan mountains. Right. The higher up you go, the more snow there's going to be. So if he's going to, you know, be so, uh, camouflage. I find this interesting. Um, the word Yeti is derived from many Tibetan words, meaning rocky place mm-hmm. uh, or dread. The states the word the T, the T I T E, or the T E H sound mm-hmm. are actually derived from the spoken word tre, spelled, but it it, it means uh, dread, and it. Um, there's a bunch of, and a lot of them also refer to being bears. Okay. So I want you to do something for me real quick. And those of you listening, y'all do this while you listen as well. If you're able to, if you're driving and listening, don't do this. Wait till you get to your place. But I want you to Google a bear with mange. I don't know. Do it. Just do it. Just, just do it. Google bear with mange. 
because my sister was talking to me about this um to me and my mom about this when we were talking about these weird creatures and you know like the Appalachians and all of that it's like oh if I saw this I'd absolutely right if you saw that standing on its back legs would you not think that was some type of like monster thing yeah yeah um yeah so it's it's not fun there are apparently in Tibetan lore three variations of the Yeti oh okay yes we have the Nilamo, which has black fur and is the largest and fiercest, standing around 15 feet tall. Okay. The Chuti, which stands around 8 feet tall. And it lives 8,000 to 10,000 feet above sea level. God. And the Rangshimbambo, which has reddish brown fur and only is only three to five feet tall. Oh. That's an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are many other names for the Yeti in Tibetan culture. I'm not going to read all of them. Some okay. of them translate to man bear, cattle bear, wild man, um, snowman. <laughs> snowman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can find this in many cultures, also in uh, like Siberia mm-hmm. and areas of Russia, and this Neanderthal-like man and various other native tribes from that area. Now, the name of the name of Bottle Snowman was coined in 1921. Oh, yes. Um, now <laughs> it was the year Lieutenant. Colonel Charles Howard Burry led the 1921 British Mount Everest Reconnaissance Expedition, which he chronicled in Mount Everest, the Reconnaissance, 1921. In the book, Howard Burry indicates an account of crossing the Langpa La, uh, where he found footprints he believed were probably caused by a large lopping gray wolf, which in the soft snow formed double tracks rather than those of a barefoot man rather like those of a barefooted man he adds that his sherpa guide at once volunteered that the tracks must be the wild man of the snows to which they gave the name matau translated as man bear or translated as snowman oh that makes sense (laughs) all right he renamed it Essentially that. The use of Abominable Snowman began with Henry Newman and a long-term contributor to many other writings. But here's the thing. This thing has been around pre the 19th century. 19th century, 20th century, 21st century. It goes all the way to present day. People still say that they see it out mm-hmm. and about. Now, there is the naysayers, the ones that don't oh, believe and hear proposed explanations of what actually has happened. So we're going oh, oh, to okay. figure out what that might be. Now, the mis- they say it's going to be the misidentification of wildlife that mm-hmm. is what a yeti is. They said it's either a langur monkey living in lower altitudes. I need to see okay. what a langur mount- monkey looks like because it- this must be a terrifying... Spell that? L-A-N-G-U-R. Uh, monkey? 
the Tibetan blue bear or the Himalayan brown bear? The the monkey thing. That, I mean, that would make sense if it was um, the one that was oh. like smaller, but otherwise, no. Some say that these are deliberate hoaxes that people are dressing up in mm -hmm. costumes of gorillas or other apes that have been used in films and convincing Getty believers that they are there. Mm -hmm. um, they, Randy also argues that they would never be, they would, they would need to be many creatures in order to maintain the gene pool given the pro proposed size of the Yeti. It is hard to imagine that they have been so elusive if they were real. But how high up are they? Where where very they... few villages live. Right, exactly. So they're up high enough. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Now, but like they're up high enough to where people won't see them. DNA samples have been found and tested and have not been matched to any oh. known animal. The analysis completed after the media release, however, clearly showed these samples were taken from a brown bear or potentially a black bear. We'll see about that. Okay. Um, but there are various, most of them relate back to some type of bear form. And with you, yeah. Um, but the thing is, people um, say, how could it be a bear when it is a bipedal, not a quadrupedal? Um, some say that they are a, a type of extinct ape race. Okay. Um, which That's I'm not actually extinct. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Okay. Up. Ooh, that's a jaw. Um, uh, I wonder how big they are. Ooh, that's kind of gross. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so some say it is uh the extinct giant ape, the giant. Nope, I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> um, but it also some people are saying maybe it's a variation of the orangutan. Okay. That lives in that area, obviously. Yeah. Not from Nepal, but maybe yeah. in this way. But I mean, listen. If even if it's that, then it's still what people are saying they're seeing. Oh yeah. It's just you know that's the name that's been given. So technically, if even if it is just, uh, you know, this other form of a monkey, that's still the creature. They still exist. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, and it's of course been in so many things, but yeah, the Him Himalayan nation Nepal selected the Yeti as their mascot for the I love Visit that. Nepal twenty twenty campaign. <laughs> love that, love that. Um, which I think is very cute that they're taking something that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, see, it this tourism in this doesn't bother me because I'm never going to be climbing the Himalayas. Like, <laughs> I will like, never find myself never on the top of the Himalayas like it's not something you know I don't mountain climb in that sense so you know I don't do that level of cold I could barely do the level of cold we get down here so right? like I don't have to worry about this oh well but they are still terrifying you know I can't leave it on this good of a note this is too, of course not because why why happy. would you why would happy. you why we're, the abominable snowman that's where we're gonna end this episode i love I the yeti not. no I okay what have you got i have quite a few things <laughs> oh no <laughs> so 
I'm, I'm scrolling. Of course, I picked the one that has the hardest pronunciation to not tell you about. So of I'm course. Gonna, I'm going to type it in the chat just so you have it as well um, before I start to say it out loud. Uh, again, apologizing for the pronunciation and butchering of your words. The the D-H-A-P-L-A-A space K-H-Y-A-A. So since childhood, people in the community have grown up with stories of this uh, demon, this horrible creature. In okay. another myth, it's another mythical creature with huge, dark, hairy features, and it's always hungry. It enjoys staying in dark places in the house, like under the stairs <gasps> or in the attic. And it supposedly walks with all four limbs and only comes out at night. <laughs> this is why I don't do attics <laughs> or basements. There are a lot of reasons I don't do attics or basements. This is now one of them. There's there's a song, a children's song, where they sing about oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you going to sing it for us? Hell no. <laughs> Are you going to recite it to us? There, I don't have it in front of me. The oh, okay. Last time I sang a song that children <laughs> sang, let me rephrase that. The last time I recited the, the, the thing of a children's story about demons was in my Spanish class. We watched a movie about orphan children summoning the dead ghost and then it was, it was what that kind of school were you in because you had the the college english 101 class where you watched horror movies oh yeah and then now you've got a spanish class yeah yeah where she, you're just watch um horror movies in spanish this was like in <sighs> my junior year i think okay of high school and we watched one and they had to summon the dead ghost children from the orphanage because the woman went crazy and killed all the, the children. <sighs> um, okay. And they had to summon the dead children to learn how to exercise the ghost of the original caretaker. And so then she made us play the, the game that they played to summon the children, the, the ghost children. And I was no. so not into that. No. Yeah. So no. I was like 15 summoning ghost children. No, mm -mm. because it was like uh red light, green light, or um, so you would everybody would be like behind you and you would do this knocking, this tapping thing, and you would say this like limerick, and then after you said it, you would turn around, and during the time that you said the limerick, they could get closer to you, but then nope, you stopped, nope, you turned nope, around, and you nope. everybody had to freeze. Nope. No, 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 did your teachers in, in your did your science teachers in high school ever throw liquid nitrogen on the ground? <laughs> My school was a little wild. I have no, but I know that AP chemistry teacher would like set the board on fire. I um my AP science teacher um had a bed of nails, like a like a legit bed of nails mm -hmm. in his classroom. And uh at the end of the year he let students lay on them and he would break open a cinder block on your stomach. Um, oh yeah. Because it shows the distribution yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no forms were signed. You no, of course no not. Cause here. we, we didn't have that. No, I laid on it. I have a, I remember texting yeah. my mom or I didn't really text her. Cause I couldn't send pictures. No, I mean, we didn't have those types of forms. 
Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. No, I remember going home that day, and I was like, Mom, guess what I did today? <laughs> like, what'd you do? And I was like, I had a cinder block broken on top of me. <laughs> and I have this, like, grainy, like, two-pixel picture of my grocery <laughs> teacher with a sledgehammer. He gave me eye protection, and he told me to cover my mouth with my hand as, like, a mouth guard. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, oh, anyways, my God. Back to the creepy children. Yes. Uh, so there's a children's song about this demon, and it comes to the house asking for a feast. But even uh, after the feast, it is not satisfied and asks to eat children not. instead. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, the song is very popular and is used to scare children from misbehaving. <laughs> yeah, I could see why. Right? Like, it's just like, why? Uh, I don't um, like it. There's a lot of, there's like some more creepier ones. Um, you know, like this one, for example, the Kishkandi is a creepy yeah. uh, female spirit commonly known for her white dress, long dark hair, and is said that it is the tormented spirit of woman who had an unfair death. Many have reported sighting of the creature on the roadside while traveling long routes at night. Ew. <laughs> Tends to have Gross. her own set of rules. She might lure the men in with her charm and feed on their life force and turn them into okay. pale, skinny men, leading them to even death. Or they might just wait in a dark, silent place to scare you. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, you know, I'm just going to hang out here until somebody walks. So I would like you to know, and I'm going to have to keep doing this, my poor boyfriend, that this morning I had to park behind our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, because this giant truck took two parking spots that a park in the back of the apartment. And I have to leave at like between 545 and six. So it's pitch black trees surrounding me. Very quiet. Very creepy. I don't like it. Um, so I had him walk me out to my car this morning. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't need that right now. So he's going to have to keep doing that for a hot second <laughs> with all of these stories you're telling me. Uh, yes, yes. <sighs> well, guys, that wraps up night five. All right. Night six, we are super excited. <gasps> Friday the 13th. Night six is our Friday the 13th episode um, where we will have a special for Friday the 13th going and talking about witches. So, Ooh, yeah, so super excited. excited. So come back for Friday the 13th. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. We are. We don't know. Hey, guys. We are. Hey, guys. We, my name's Natalie. I'm Megan. And we're so Natalie. I'm Megan. And I'm Megan. Megan.